Hello, and welcome to another edition of Heart to Art, a podcast designed to get to the heart of the art teachers. On today's episode, we have Miss Donna Lurie of Culver Elementary School in Niles, Illinois. But before we get to that, Heart to Art is produced by Artsonia, the world's largest museum for kids' art. With over 75 million pieces of art featured on our website, we've raised over $10 million for children's arts education. Our mission is to bring communities together to celebrate children's artistic expressions. On today's episode, I have an interview with Donna Lurie, art teacher extraordinaire from Culver Elementary in Niles, Illinois, who has quite the unique way of opening every class. So this is the Ting Sha. This one's heavier. Okay. Um, this signals the beginning of like focused learning. And the harder I hit it, the harder I can, you know, more it will pierce the air. Miss Lurie says it's Buddhist inspired to bring the kids into their safe space. The endorphins are like released into the air and there's like this vibe and everybody feels okay. Like we're all good, we're all friends, we're all making art. So it's like, I'm trying, not only am I trying to like educate the mind, but there's so much with the body, like that you just need to be here now and just kind of like, un, like decompress. So the next thing that I, the big thing like that I'm kind of nerding out on is this, this whole thing of how art keeps you in the moment and it allows you to have like a meditative experience. So when you're in here and you're making something with your hands, like you don't have to think about the hallway or what's next. Like when the kids are like, um, so-and-so did this in the hall. I'm like, you're here now. Let's do this. <laughs> Don't worry about that. That's done. We, we resolved that. Let's do this art thing. It's been some time since Donna Lurie first took up art. I would say when I was three. Oh, okay. So and in well. elementary school, I, w I mean, it was everything to me. I loved going to the museum. I loved drawing. I had friends who we would just draw, draw, draw. I kept little notebooks and I would draw little fashion designs. And I always wanted to be an artist. I love going to the museum. I love going to these like design houses where like there used to be these things where someone would be selling a house and all the interior design companies would come to the house and like take a room and then you'd tour the house and they would explain their like how they decided to decorate the room and you know this motif and that color and I was like completely absorbed and I just loved everything about art and I loved watching Bill Alexander. I know everybody loves um, Bob Ross mm -hmm. and you know I'm a fan but yeah, Bill Alexander was like the guy like he had the mighty brush and like he had a different style than Bob Ross and used a palette knife a lot and like I loved watching shows about how to paint and draw and my art classes I also enjoyed a lot at school but I also love to sing. Okay. So like so I use my voice a lot. So you were just an artist altogether because I think singing, singing performance art it really fits into the same category as art. However, I used to be very shy. Okay. So I would never have imagined getting up in front of a school all day long, adults, kids, 
administrators, everybody, and just you know getting up in front of a faculty meeting and presenting. I have a ukulele and I started writing silly songs. Okay. And I get up at the, we have a Culver Coffee House and I perform, I invite other teachers to perform with me. I wrote a song welcoming the new staff. And okay. I, I now am like, I'm an extroverted introvert. So it's like, I grew up totally introverted, but I have like, now I'm completely on all the time. So it's weird. I asked Donna what it was that brought her into teaching. You believe that there are certain parts of your arts education that was missing and you want to fill that in for the other kids? Yeah, because I was one of those kids who like ate, slept, and breathed art, but I feel like my art teacher was teaching to the general public and I'm like, I need more. And I, I wasn't a kid who self-advocated so much. I was very shy, as I said. I wasn't a kid who would seek out things and ask questions. I was extremely shy. <laughs> and so I just depended on what I had in front of me. And I wasn't empowered to go search for other things. Um, I, I probably was. I just didn't know I was. Um, so when I think back, I'm like, I'm trying to be what I would have liked to have. And I see those artists at my school who are just hungry. And then the other kids who, who maybe aren't, but are realizing, wow, this, I can do this kind of thing in it. I can produce some really quality things and be proud of my work. After learning how she brought her students into the moment, I was curious on how or even if Artsonia has helped increase the work ethic of her students. Sure, because the more I can put out on our, our, what our portfolio, our digital art gallery, like the parents can see it and then they can give feedback. So there are certain students who even in first and second grade, they're like wiggly and they're like kind of like goofballs, but then like suddenly they realize that they have a talent for art. And they come into this room and it looks kind of like a fun house, but they, are, they come in and they get serious. They get down to work because they know they're gonna make something really impressive that's going on the bulletin board and going on their digital art portfolio and their mom's gonna write a comment or their grandma or you know, it's gonna go around and they might buy it and put it on you know, a keepsake. So um, I was reading the words of encouragement just the other day, because uh, I sometimes forget to check in and see who's, who's commented and who's purchased something, and I'm like, oh, that is so great. Somewhere midway through our visit, I got the feeling if Ms. Lurie had it her way, things would be a little different. I'm imagining if you had your way, you'd have the art, art class right in the center of the school and everybody come to you. And it and would be like, it, it would be um, <laughs> two stories. And um, we'd have like the primary and the secondary wing. Uh, we'd have our library. Yeah, I've thought about it. If kids don't have it, if they don't get art, how will they know? So I call, like some students, I call them secret artists who they come to. The, I don't see every class every year. So like maybe a student won't think of themselves as an artist, but I'll get them for a chunk of time and, and it'll become clear that they have a talent for art. But if I didn't have them, if we didn't have art, their secret artists would, it would be hiding for much longer. And it would, this is a source of you know, pride to say, I can do this. Mm -hmm. And it's okay if someone can do a lot of things. You know, we got a, a lot of students who are great at sports, but also amazing at art. That's okay, that's allowed. And why not? 
do you use um, the academic portion and blend it into your art? Most definitely. Like, I mean, it's, there's no, or? yes, and there's no getting around. Like, I use Google Classroom. I do this activity in middle school called the Daily Art Detective Activity, and it's a prompt on Google Classroom where our, well, I will um, have the students look at two images, um, compare two images, and try to analyze what is this artist saying, what's this artist saying. It, it's actually like everything. We talk about vocabulary. I'll say, you know, this vase would be considered decorated in an ostentatious way. What, based on what you see from this picture versus this picture from Art Deco, like I'll just like jam pack this question, what do you think ostentatious means? Right. Or, but it turns into this art history lesson because Art Deco is from a different time period than like Rococo. So like I just like pack all this stuff in. And so they're exposed to all these things. And, and then like later on in life or they're watching TV or even The Simpsons or you know, there's always some reference to art on TV commercials and cartoons, SpongeBob, everything. I'm like, if you didn't know this, you couldn't watch this episode of SpongeBob and appreciate it fully. And like, I've seen it so many times in like recent TV commercials where there's a lot of Edward Hopper references and just like, if you don't know, like it's part of our history, it's part of our culture. And so sometimes I'll, um, I'll ask a question that involves geography where um, where's Panama? Like that's where the molas come from. Where, can you explain where on earth this is? Or where, where is Murano, like where Murano glass is made? Well, then they have to find that it's in Venice in Italy. I mean, that, everything we do, it, it's like I feel like I'm just trying to teach everything. It's like vocabulary is very important. Like we, at school we call them wow words or purple words. Um, my, I have a game board here that tracks classroom um, progress and it's, the theme is time travel. So while we're trying to hit the sparkly spots to earn a prize, we are traveling to different time periods like prehistoric, ancient civilizations. I have a slideshow where I tell them what's going on between that and the turn of the century. So there's medieval and renaissance. And then we're getting to the millennium. So then we talk about what's, what is a millennium, what's a decade, what's a century. Like, we're just like slamming stuff because a lot of kids already know a lot of things. So while we're having our discussions, they can then contribute what they know. Like, I went to visit the Mayan ball court on my last vacation. Like, whatever we're talking about, somebody in the audience, I call it the audience, <laughs> knows something. So it's an opportunity for them to share what they know. So not only, like every time we do an art project that's inspired by a specific culture, I do like background information. Like I'm teach we're teaching social studies, we're teaching science, we're teaching sometimes math because there's a lot of geometry in, in every subject. There's so much that like I almost feel like we could just be here for all day. <laughs> and she's just getting started. How do you use our tool? Well, I, I think of it as a work in progress because I have goals that I have things that I want to do. I want I have iPads in the art room that I'm allowed to use. Um, I'm trying to get to a place where I can have the kids go to the, like I wanna have a photo booth where they know to photograph their finished work and upload it. So I, I'm very fortunate that I have a parent volunteer who comes in when she's available because 
if I have a short art period with 29 kids and I want them to upload their artwork with only five iPads, they don't know how to do it, so I have to manage the class. So the mom comes in and she'll call kids to um, aside and show them how to use the iPad. And like they're really good at that stuff already. They don't know how to do that. So it's mostly like where I am with Art Sonia is I'm trying to get to a place where I can train the kids and then the kids can teach each other. So I've done it with middle school. I've done it with certain classes where they upload the artwork by themselves. And I, I try to use the artist statements as often as possible. So once that work's up, um, uploaded, then I have the prompt. And it's about incorporating like writing, but also thinking about your work. And I really, really like that. And I also like that it's kind of like Google Classroom where I can check if they've completed their work. I can use it to help me grade. I can spread the news to families. Um, but I'm still, I haven't used some of the, um, the components, like I haven't uploaded videos yet, which is like, it's I just new. haven't had time. Mm -hmm. But I can put up an instructional video. Yes, you can, Miss Lori. Artsoni is loaded with how-to videos for those just starting out and for those who want to take their art class to the next level. There's so much to be done. And we will fix it all. Yes, we will. <laughs> We're going to solve the world's problems in the art room. Yes, all will be well in the art room. I'd like to thank Miss Lurie for allowing me into her classroom. It gives me butterflies to be in any art room, and it gives me pleasure to highlight the teacher's passions for art through teaching art. It truly is heart to art. So thank you, Miss Lurie. Now, before I go, I wanted to let you know Artsonia has a YouTube channel with instructional videos featuring Artsonia art teachers from all over the country. So now you can do art projects in your own home and don't forget to upload them to Artsonia. That's all for this episode of Heart to Art. Please don't forget to tell everyone you know to tune in. And if you're liking what you're hearing, please subscribe. Like I said, tell everybody. Take care now.